You are listening to Dear God, I'm Grateful, a podcast presented by the Iron Wifey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for a daily dose of gratitude. Without further ado, let's get into what we're grateful for today. Dear God, I'm grateful for silence. Now in the book of Acts, Paul spoke to a crowd of Greeks, and as he stood before them, silence enveloped the crowd. And he said, brothers and esteemed fathers, listen to me as I offer my defense. When they heard him speaking in in their own language, the silence grew even greater. And then Paul said, I'm a Jew born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, and I was brought up and educated here in Jerusalem under Gamaliel. As his student, I was carefully trained in our Jewish laws and customs. I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did, just like all of you today. And I persecuted the followers of the way, hounding some to death, arresting both men and women and throwing them in prison. The high priests and the whole council of elders can testify that this is so, for I received letters from them to our Jewish brothers in Damascus, authorizing me to bring the followers of my way from there to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. As I was on the road approaching Damascus about noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone down around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? I asked, and the voice replied, I am Jesus the Nazarene, the one you are persecuting. The people with me saw the light, but didn't understand the voice speaking to me. I asked, what should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, get up and go to Damascus. And there you will be told everything you are to do. Now that scripture was found in Acts uh, chapter 22, verses 1 through 10. And when I broke down that passage and started studying it, um, I came up with five points, five lessons from those 10 scriptures. Lesson number one was that Paul used his authority in Christ to silence a crowd of unbelievers and capture their attention. He was speaking to Greeks a crowd full of those who did not necessarily believe in God, but knew him as someone who had previously persecuted Christians. And so from Paul to go, so from Saul to become Paul, there was a silence that fell over the crowd. And what made them even more quiet was the fact that Paul, who was not of their heritage and not of their background, was able to speak to them in their language because of the Holy Spirit. Which brings me to lesson number two. The Holy Spirit filled Paul and allowed him to speak to the crowd in a language they would understand. The third lesson that I saw was that Paul shared his testimony of how he went from persecuting Christians as Saul to becoming an ambassador for Christ as Paul. And so that just shows that there is power in your testimony for when it comes to what we speak or who we listen to. Just telling your story, telling what God has done in your life, telling how God has transformed you can allow other people into transformation. The fourth lesson I drew was that in Paul's testimony, he explains how the Lord blinded him and spoke to him. Yet there were other people around him who saw the light of Christ, but didn't understand the voice speaking. And so for me, that was just an eye opener that even when you're surrounded by others, The Lord may be speaking directly to you 
It may not be a message that everyone can understand. The Lord specifically spoke to Paul, or at that time, Saul. He was known as Saul. Um, but he spoke to Saul in a language that he could understand. Even though other people saw the light of Christ, they knew that something was happening. They couldn't understand it because the Lord wanted to get Saul's attention in that moment. <clears throat> and that brings me to the fifth lesson. That kind of brings everything full circle. Because Paul is now speaking to a crowd of unbelievers in a voice that, or in a language that only they can understand. And so we see how the Lord spoke to Paul, or the Lord spoke to Saul, <laughs> in a voice that only he could understand. And now he has brought Paul full circle to speak to a crowd in a voice that only they can understand, sharing with them about the power of his testimony, um, the blessing in following Christ, and the power of Jesus Christ. And so what I drew from this is that sometimes the best way to hear God clearly is to silence the noise around us. Because it's in the silence that we are no longer distracted. It's in the silence that we can understand the language that the Lord is speaking to us in. And it's in the silence that the Lord can speak to us and have our full attention, regardless of who else is around us. The thing about silence is, after the silence, there becomes noise. And if you actually read through the rest of this chapter, uh, chapter 22, you'll see that at the end of the chapter, the crowd didn't actually heed the direction of Paul. They didn't obey the direction of Paul, nor did they want to have anything to do with him. And so Paul got up. He went before a crowd of unbelievers. He allowed the Holy Spirit and his authority in Christ to cast a whole blanket of silence around the entire crowd so that they could hear and understand the word of God in a language that they could understand. But at the end of the day, they did not heed that direction. They did not want to receive what Paul was speaking of. And so in order for us to truly be used by God, in order for us to truly um, receive his glory, we have to, one, give him our undivided attention we have to, two, be still and know that he is God, which is invite that, that moment of silence, invite, you know, silencing the noises around us, the external voices around us that might lead us astray, just any noise in general um, that may distract us from hearing God. We have to, three, listen to his word. We have to actually take notes and seek understanding. Um, as the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. We have to for believe the words that we are hearing, because if we don't believe or if we don't have the faith to believe, then it's going to go in one ear and out the other. And number five, we have to obey his instruction and await everything to come to pass. We have to obey his word. And so I leave you guys with Zechariah 2.13, which says, be silent before the Lord all humanity, for he is springing into action his holy dwelling. Again, that's Zechariah 2.13. Be silent before the Lord, all humanity, for he is springing into action his holy dwelling. And that concludes today's episode of Dear God, I'm Grateful. I'm grateful for silence. For as we see from even that last scripture, in that silence, the Lord is springing into action from his holy dwelling. And 
if we actually uh, looked at our focus of gratitude, what was that, a couple of days ago, um, when we were talking about being grateful for the temple, we being the temple of God are the holy dwelling of Jesus Christ. And so in that silence, we become that place where the Lord is springing from into action because we become, we are his holy dwelling. But anywho, that concludes today's episode of Dear God, I'm Grateful. I'm grateful for silence. And I will talk to you loves tomorrow in another episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you'll join me here tomorrow. God is good all the time. And all the time, I am grateful. God loves you and so do I. Have a grateful day.